Welcome to the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. In each episode, we will highlight an essential oil or herb that may be used to optimize your health. Flip on your diffuser and bask in the beauty of aromatherapy and naturopathy. Hello everybody, this is A. Gregory Luna. Welcome back to another episode of the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. I hope you're doing well today. Today we're going to talk about sweet marjoram, not sweet Caroline. No, not sweet Caroline, but sweet marjoram. Now, marjoram is related to oregano, so you already know that this is one of those oils that you can ingest. It's a great it's a great herb and I like the taste of it. Now, some people use oregano essential oil, but honestly, marjoram is a better one. It has a finer texture and a better flavor profile. It has a very interesting history. If you go back to Greek mythology, Aphrodite, the goddess of love, was a fan of marjoram. And allegedly, she used it to make love potions. You know, allegedly, because she didn't really exist. But you know, and if, if if you ever read Greek mythology, she was reputed to have done that. And it's been used in kitchens for centuries, or especially around the Mediterranean area. Now, marjoram, the ancient Greeks called it the joy of the mountain because that's where that herb would grow, and they would commonly use it to create wreaths and garlands for both weddings and funerals. In ancient Egypt, it was used medicinally for healing and disinfecting, and it was also used for food preservation. If we fast forward a few hundred years to the Middle Ages, the European women used the herb in nosegays, which are small flower bouquet, typically given as a gift. And it was also a popular herb to be put in cakes and puddings and porridge. Nobody eats porridge anymore. Why doesn't anybody eat porridge, right? I guess the bears just gave it a bad reputation. I don't know what that is. In the Renaissance, it was used to flavor eggs and rice and meats and fish. And then later in salads. And it's been used to make tea as well. So it's got some good, you know, good history behind it. So let's just get to some of the health benefits. Okay, all right. So marjoram is known to help aid with digestion. Uh, This is similar to, let's say, peppermint. Peppermint's another great oil for digestion. The scent of it alone can stimulate the salivary glands, which helps the primary digestion of food that takes place in the mouth. You know, we do absorb some food in the mouth, uh, mostly through amylase, which is an enzyme that's in our saliva. We can absorb like carbs and sugars. That's why when you suck on a sucker, it gets smaller and smaller. But most of our food is absorbed in the small intestines. The oil also helps by stimulating the peristaltic movement of the intestines. So peristalsis is like the conveyor belt that pushes food from our esophagus down to the anus. So without peristalsis, we would not be defecating and therefore we would die. So marjoram is great for that. If you have like nausea and flatulence, cramps, diarrhea, drink some margarine tea, you could do that or chop it up and put in some of your food. What else is it good for? It is good for women's issues and hormonal balance problems. So polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS and infertility are 
significant hormonal imbalance issues that this herb has been shown to help improve. Now, PCOS is one of the most common reasons a woman is infertile, along with endometriosis right? and, and uh, uterine fibroids. A 2016 study published in the Journal of Human Nutrition and Dietetics evaluated the effects of marjoram tea on the hormonal profile of women with PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, in a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled trial. The study's revolts revealed the positive effects of the tea on the hormonal profile of PCOS women. The tea improved insulin sensitivity and reduced the levels of adrenal androgen in these women. Okay, we don't want too much androgen in women. That's the, the, the man hormones, right? So it's, it's good for regulating your hormones. It's, it's known to kind of help with the symptoms of PMS and with menopause. It's also considered to be an emenagogue, which means it can be used to start help menstruation. So maybe if you're like on day 32 of your cycle, you haven't started your period and you're all panicked that you might be pregnant. I'm just joking, but you could take it. It's an emenagogue and maybe that will help. And it's also known to be a galactagogue, which means it promotes breast milk. What else can sweet marjoram do? Type 2 diabetes management. All right, so there's been some studies showing that Mexican oregano, rosemary, and sweet marjoram can, can work at helping your diabetes because they act as a superior inhibitor of the enzyme known as the protein tyrosine phosphatase 1B or PTB1B. In addition, greenhouse-grown marjoram, Mexican oregano, and rosemary extracts were the best inhibitors of dipeptidyl peptidase 4 or DPP4. This is an awesome finding since the reduction or elimination of PTB1B and DPP14 helps improve insulin signaling and tolerance. So both fresh and dried marjoram can help improve the body's ability to properly manage your blood sugar. Let's keep going. Cardiovascular health. So marjoram can be a natural remedy for people who suffer from hypertension or high blood pressure issues and high in heart problems. It's a naturally, uh, marjoram's high in antioxidants, which we know fight against inflammation. That's why like vitamin C um, is, is known to be, you know, one of the best antioxidants. And certainly um, there's fruits that you can eat that are great antioxidants and, and, and so forth. You know, you look at the ORAC scale, the ORAC scale is the, the scale used to see what foods and spices and herbs fight against inflammation and free radical damage. And so that's essentially what antioxidants are. So you want to eat a lot of foods that are high in the ORAC scale. Studies show that, that sweet marjoram is an effective vasodilator, which means it can help widen and relax the blood vessels, which means that the blood can flow easier and lowers blood pressure. What else can sweet marjoram do? It can help with pain relief. The herb, this herb can help reduce the pain that often comes with muscle tightness or muscle spasms as well as tension, headaches. I've been fortunate in my life in that I've, I never really get headaches. I've never had migraines. I've been very lucky in that. But massage therapists have been known to use marjoram and putting, putting marjoram into their massage oils or lotions for this reason. And so it's known to kind of help with pain. So kind of like if you're having knee issues or shoulder problems, kind of rub it in. We'll talk about how, the best way to, to apply it. What else? Stomach ulcer prevention. Okay, so the stomach ulcers, the way they work is because we have a lining of mucus in the stomach. And, that, and our acid, which helps break down the food, sits on this mucus. And there's this delicate balance. So the mucus prevents the acid from burning the actual stomach muscle. 
but we can get uh, a bacterial infection called Heliobacter pylori or H. pylori. And that, that when you get that bacterial infection, it eats away at the mucus, essentially. And so now the acid is burning through your stomach lining. And there's other reasons you can get stomach ulcers. Um, you're taking too much Tylenol, NSAIDs, stress, caffeine. There was a 2009 animal study published in the American Journal of Chinese Medicine, which evaluated margarine's ability to prevent and heal gastric ulcers. The study found that doses of 250 and 500 milligrams per kilogram of body weight is significantly decreased the incidence of ulcers, gastric secretion, and acid output. Now, we don't want our acid output too low because... The job of the acid is, in fact, to burn up the food. And so you're going to have indigestion or dyspepsic problems if your acid is low for too long. Additionally, the extract actually replenished the depleted gastric wall mucus, which is good, which is the key to the healing of ulcers symptoms. Great. Yeah. All right, so what else does our sweet margarine do? Well, margarine can also help with sweating, Margarine oil promotes perspiration and keeps you healthy by aiding in the removal of toxins and sodiums and salts, you know, like you're, you're, like you're going to go down to the steam room and sweat it out, so it does that. In addition, it promotes urination. It increases the frequency of urination, which gets out excess water and toxins, and, and uric acid, which is the, the toxin that's in our urine, and other things like that. So it, you can see it as kind of like a diuretic. Yeah. It's a natural expectorant, so it's help. it helps you at getting rid of mucus and coughing out that, that phlegm and all that, that garbage. It helps with fungal infections. Okay. helps inhibits the growth of fungus, which really isn't a problem. I, mean, I, remember, I remember reading somewhere that, that most Americans, I think it's something like 70% of Americans have a fungus infection somewhere. And I remember watching Dr. Oz, and Dr. Oz had this test where if you spit in a cup and your saliva drops to the bottom and doesn't float, that means you have a fungus infection somewhere. Don't know if that's true or not. All right, so those are the main indications for marjoram. Now, how can we use marjoram? Well, we can, of course, use it as an oil. We can dilute marjoram oil, and it can be applied topically uh, on the body, as I mentioned, like tension headaches, or if you're having you know, abdominal cramping on your tummy, I would just you know, dilute it in a carrier oil, of course. Coconut oil is my favorite, but you can use whatever one that you particularly like to use. You can diffuse it, of course. We can diffuse pretty much every oil. You can diffuse it for respiratory issues um, if you're having some of that phlegm issue. As I mentioned, you can apply it to joints if you're having some pain joint like in your knee. A good combo would be doing marjoram with lavender and peppermint. That'll give you some instant relief. You can dilute it and, and put it in a spray and freshen your sheets by combining some water, some baking soda, and a few drops of marjoram and lavender. Lavender, of course, is a great oil. And of course, you can cook with marjoram. You can chop it up. And about one, one drop of an oil is equivalent to two teaspoons of the dried herb. Okay, the last things I do want to mention is, as I mentioned, you can take it as a tea. You can get actual marjoram and put it in a, in a capsule and swallow it that way. You can do it as a tincture. Of course, you can cook it as well and put it in your food. There's no problem with that. Now, when it comes to contraindications, as always, you know, if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, it's best to stick to marjoram and your food amounts. Uh, as a whole, it's 
pretty safe. You know, like I tell you with a lot of the, the orals, you know, taking, ten, taking the orals, unless it specifically says that it's okay for oral ingestion, I would be a little skeptical. And honestly, I'd probably go talk to a clinical aromatherapist. But marjoram is one of those. I think it's okay to put a couple of drops in your food. But honestly, isn't it just better just to, you know, buy it and chop it up and put it in your own food? So takeaways, guys, it's, it's really good. It's a Mediterranean herb. It's similar to oregano, and it can be it can help with blood pressure, and it can help with tension headaches and, and lady issues. Notice, though, that marjoram isn't one of the few oils that's not good for cleaning, right? You don't see it as an antimicrobial agent. It's like one of the few oils we've done in these 25 episodes where it's not known to be an effective antimicrobial cleaning agent. All right. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please go check out Holistic Health News and the main flagship podcast. We cover a lot of toxins in the food, weight loss, weight weight tip management stuff, addictions, and so forth. And go check out Confessions of an Obese Child. If you enjoy the content, please go to the episode notes and consider donating money through PayPal Me or Patreon or go to Amazon Kindle and buy Confessions of an Obese Child, my ebook for $2.00. And 99 cents. If you're interested in buying anything on Amazon, go to Naturopathic Earth at my website where we have a lot of essential oil recipes and just tons of articles, maybe around 500 articles. And if you go to one of the food recipes, you'll notice there's an Amazon picture of one of the ingredients to use in the recipe. If you click on that to get to Amazon, anything you buy within 24 hours through Amazon, we get a small 2% commission at no expense to you. And so those are some ways that you can help out the enterprise. But as always, subscribe to all three podcasts and tell other people about it. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com for innumerable essential oil recipes, our Facebook page at Holistic Health News, and our Twitter and Instagram feeds at Holistic News Now. Spread the word about the benefits of aromatherapy, herbalism, and naturopathy. And remember our motto at Naturopathic Earth, let food be thine medicine, let nature be thy healer. Until next time.